Everyone, this is Three Questions with Adam Teresi. Here we go, man. Got some music. Nice. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Innovators Mindset Podcast, where we're doing three questions. I'm doing with Adam Teresi. He is an assistant principal uh, in the New Jersey area, right, Adam? That's correct. Yes. Right? Yeah, Bernard Township. Yeah, and I love it because you're actually, you know, uh, doing your office right now. Yeah, because we're doing this, you know, after school, you know, your time, but it'd be in school where I am in uh, Edmonton. Right, so, right. Adam, uh, thanks for being on the podcast. And uh, sure. we're going to talk a little bit uh, later about um, uh, your idea of the intentional, intentional athlete, how it connects to educators um, all over the world. But uh, really love talking to you before the podcast, just getting to know you. So when you think about um, your experience as an educator, when you think about, you know, all the things that you've seen in, in your very different roles, uh, who is a teacher that inspired you, you know, maybe as a student, maybe as a colleague, and, and what did they do? Yeah, so I would go, uh, I'd go right to my, my sophomore American history teacher. Um, his name was Mr. Chomiak. And uh, I just, I, I think one of the cool things that he did was he was just a great storyteller. And it was one of those things where, you know, I had him first period. I was a 15 year old kid. Um, you know, you go to class, you're really groggy eyed and he would just start talking. No, no, no slides, no anything. He just stood up there, white short sleeve button down shirt, pack of Marlboro Reds in his pocket. And he just, he just started going and it was amazing. He was just a, a great storyteller, chalk all over himself, all over the board. And uh, just an amazing guy. And it's it's funny when I do observations now, I'll have teachers say to me like, oh, I don't know if my closure was good enough. And and I still just think back to to Mr. Chomes. And I'm always like, just just stand up and teach, just get up and teach and engage kids. And um, and that's what he did. I mean, I could tell you names of people that lost elections in the early 1800s and stuff just because it was almost the same impact as like when you watch you watch a movie and you can like quote it when you're like driving home in the car, you're like saying different quotes from the movies uh, because like they resonate with you so strongly. This was the same thing. This guy spoke and it just, it stuck in my head. It was just, it was magnetic. It really was. Is that, is that, is, okay. There's a couple of things. Is, sure. do you know, is Mr. Tomiak around still? Do you know? You know, I'm not sure about when I was a senior, he became um, an assistant principal like I am. And, and let's just say, I don't think I had the same interactions with him as right. I did, uh, you know, when he was teaching. Hey, well, if Mr. Chomiak's listening, special shout out. Right. So I'm sure you appreciate that sound as a you know, <laughs> coach. I'm sure you've heard that sure in your arenas yeah. before. There's actually a couple of things when, when you're talking about the Marlboro Reds, right? It's just kind of funny because, you know, uh, like, Obviously, kids don't smoke at school. Did you did you grow up in a time where they actually had a smoking door for kids? Did you ever? Did you like no. we had that? Oh, no. seriously? So maybe it's just yeah. a Canada thing. So like I remember, like there was like in high school, there was like a door for kids to smoke at. Like you can't smoke at school, right? But like staff, like you you would walk by the staff room, and teachers would like smoke in the staff room. You like they'd open the door, and just like the smoky yeah. haze, like so yeah. different, now, right? Uh, I thought that when you just said that, it was, like, was kind of <laughs> interesting. Uh, I, I always talk about the importance of relationships and uh, just how important it is to teaching. But there's always this one teacher that kind of sticks in my mind that kind of throws me off a little bit. Uh, and it, and it, you remind me of when you're talking about Mr. Tomiak. Uh, he was actually my uh, university professor of history and got me like super interested. Actually, history became my major after his class. 
and uh, he could just tell stories forever. And I would just listen. I never actually wrote notes in his class and I did right. very, very well because I didn't have to. It just would stick in my head the way yeah. I share things. And the reason I say this about the relationship thing was he was kind of a jerk. Like, I'm not going to pretend he was like a nice guy. Like, and it was kind of like, it was kind of, it was interesting. Like he was, it was kind of like he was a funny jerk. And I remember one time, um, someone in the class said, Hey, can you slow down? You're, 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 you're talking too fast. And he said, well, listen quicker. And that was like, that was it. And he just kept going. Like he didn't care. And it was like yeah. kind of interesting. Cause I like, was like, who says that? Right. And just, it was, but, and I'm not saying don't build relationships. Like I, I kind of think that's like a one in a million teacher yeah. where you don't necessarily have, like, he didn't know. He doesn't like, I can't remember his name. He would never know who I was. Like I was in his class or anything like that, but he was so good at storytelling that, you know, it made a difference. And that like, I've always struggled with that. Cause it's like, he's someone always in the back of my mind. And so like, I think that if you can tell really good stories and build relationships, you're going to be a way better teacher. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I, and I don't know if Mr. Chomiak built any relationships either. Like if I was stuck on the right. side of the road, he wasn't my first phone call. But right. um, as far as teaching went, you know, those 40, 45 minutes were were amazing. So that's it. That's really that's it. That's that's kind of interesting. I, I appreciate you sharing that because, you know, I, that guy would not be I can't remember his name. But he was so good. He actually was like, uh, you know, I'm from Canada. He was in the U.S. Right. He was looking at the CIA. He knew stuff like. <laughs> uh that was like he shouldn't have known it was just weird and maybe he's lying but whatever it was yeah, the way you right. told the lie was pretty amazing so uh so mr chomiak you know if you're listening but maybe you're not so like who knows yeah. but um so adam when you're when you're uh you know you're currently assistant principal and i always mm -hmm. kind of joke assistant principal is an awesome job because like you got a lot of authority but if you screw up everyone blames the principal it's like an amazing gig yeah. right so so, you know, uh, a lot, I, I actually really loved um, being an assistant principal. So when you think about your own admin journey um, and you think about an administrator that had an impact on you, you know, again, whether it's a student, as a colleague, who's somebody that sticks out to you and why? This is probably the toughest question of all. I mean, I the, the principal I work for now, um, Karen Hudak, I mean, she's been great to me. Um, you know, I remember her sitting me down when she first hired me and I just told her this story the other day. And she said to me, um, you know, I expect the person that takes this job is going to be here for four years. And I, I was sitting across from her and I remember thinking in my head, like four years, is she out of her mind? I'm, I'm out of here in a year or two, as soon as I could find a better spot. And um, here I am in year, I think I'm in year nine and uh, in, in the same position. Yeah. So I just told her this story the other day. Um, but what she actually did was when I had my internship, because I taught in this school beforehand, she set me up. Um, with um with one of the assistant principals this guy dr brian heineman and um dr heineman now brian to me um he's an assistant superintendent over in cranford new jersey but um he was just i mean he's just an electric guy and um he just i don't know him and i connected right away and he's just like a clear thinker there's just no there's not a lot of like static in the things that he's trying to do there's not a lot of like obstacles you know there's always obstacles but he doesn't see them as obstacles he sees them more as just like conditions of a situation um the guy's just clear straight shooter um super friendly always wanting to help and always wanting answers you know not the type of guy that wants to create more problems but just so just so bright and so smart 
Um, he influenced my career, like from the first minute I started working with him. Like, mm. I just remember like the first thing him and I did was we had to go watch the security cameras for like something that happened in the hallway. And um, he showed me how to turn it on. And he said, like, this is the most I'm going to teach you today because you never see anything on these things. So, I mean, it's just, you know, just like little things like that. He's just so funny. But like he uh, he's just so, so bright and such a clear thinker and could relate to kids and adults all the same. Um, just so, so influential. So Brian Heineman for, for sure. Brian Heineman, shout out. There we go. So, so the, so I appreciate the, the notion of like a really clear thinker and like someone who, you know, is kind of a straight shooter, because I think a lot of times the transparency is really important. And I think, uh, I remember having conversations where and probably, you know, every educator listening to this, you know, with administrators where they're like saying something that they kind of want you to come to their conclusion. So you feel like you have ownership, but really right. they just want you to do something. And I remember actually saying right. to one of my administrators, just tell me what you need. Just I right. don't don't waste my time. Like don't waste my time trying to get me to a conclusion. Like just tell me what you need and I'll do it, right? Like and I you know I appreciate that and the relationship was, you know, way better. And you know, I would have conversations with my staff when I was admin saying like, "Hey, sometimes I'm going to share things with you that I really need your input on and like I'm being honest with it and whatever your input is, I'm going to consider it. We're going to try to figure out a way forward." But sometimes I'm going to tell you things that I can't get your input on, that the decision is made, whether it's by me, whether it's by central office. And so I'll listen to you, but I don't want to waste your time pretending that you're going to have an input on it. Right. And right, just there's right. sometimes there's sometimes that happens. Right. And I think right, that's reality. Totally. Yeah. But I but I think sometimes where people aren't honest about it and then we they get you spending time. And I'm like, I'm big if you're going to. Like if you're asking for voice, you, you have to act upon voice, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that sure. that to me is an important aspect is sometimes, you know, decisions have to be made and they're not with input. And, you know, for whatever, there's multi, there's a myriad of reasons on why that happens sometimes. But like, I, I tried to be that with my staff. And I know, uh, to be honest, you some of my staff, you know, like, why can we have it? Well, I'm like, because, you know, this is from the superintendent. I, yeah. that's my boss. And that's, that's just what they said. So that's what I got to do, yeah. right? So that's that is kind of the thing so i, I really appreciate that yeah um, and what, what what you just said too instead of like the tap dancing you know right. it's like well maybe it's because of this it's like well listen you know it's not like you're throwing somebody else under the bus it's just kind of like hey listen this is what's coming down the pike and yep. we all have to live with it you know and it's such yep. an easier more direct yep. um way of going about things than doing like the whole dance of you know trying to like sort of explain things but then like sneak out the side door right and, uh, Right. Yeah. I appreciate that. So thinking about like all the stuff that you do, uh, I know you, you, you have like a myriad of roles, uh, where you, you do admin, uh, you work, you know, in sports, you do actually mental health consulting. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right terminology and we'll talk yeah. more about that in a longer podcast. So when you look back at your career, when you look back at when you first, maybe even started coaching, right. Maybe first started teaching, what advice would you give to yourself that, you know, that you wish you, that you know now? I think back to that first year of teaching, I was, um, I was a social studies teacher, um, at Woodrow Wilson middle school in Clifton, New Jersey. And, um, ironically it was the same middle school that I went to as a kid. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I'm, I, if I get off on a tangent here, I apologize, but like, I, I started working with sixth graders this year for the first time as an administrator. And I told this story to the kids on the first day of school. 
So my first day of sixth grade, I went to room 101 of Woodrow Wilson Middle School in Clifton. And I was standing at the door. The re- I missed the bus on the first day of middle school. Horrible experience. I'm standing at the door of the classroom, room 101. And this woman comes walking down the hall who was my teacher. And I expected like this big, warm greeting. And she starts yelling, what are you doing here? The rest of the kids are in the auditorium. Why are you at the door right now? And I was practically in tears. I mean, I was nervous enough to go to middle school as it was very insecure um, as a kid and as a sixth grader and just like just being like eviscerated by this teacher on the first day. I'm like, oh, my God. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I never, ever want to make someone else feel this way. And um, when I got my first teaching job at Woodrow Wilson Middle School as, as a social studies teacher, when the principal called me, he said before we got off the phone, he said, and oh, by the way. Um, you're going to be in room 101. And I got like chills. It was, you know, that very same room to go back there on the first day uh, of of teaching and, and you know, of my teaching career to go back to that very same room. And, and I told the kids this first day of school this year, I said, I stood at that door and I made sure that no kid ever entered room 101 with the same mindset that I had on that first day of school as a sixth grader. And um you know, when I, but when I think back to that first year of teaching and being in that classroom, I just I, I do. I remember being there to like five, six, seven o'clock at night. I remember being up, you know, till 1130, 12 o'clock, one in the morning, trying to come up with lessons. Um, and it's it's just a, such a grind that first year. And I think the mistake I made and the advice I would offer myself is you don't have to figure it all out in year mm-hmm. one. And that, like, don't be afraid to make mistakes and like you don't need to be perfect and you're allowed to be a first year teacher. You're allowed to stumble. You're allowed to fall on your face. And in the, in, in grand scheme of things, it's actually going to make you better at what you do. Um, because if you fall, figure it all out in year one, um, you know, year two, three, and four are going to be somewhat uninspiring. Right. I actually, you know, and kind of going back to something we were talking about earlier, uh, that's, that's something that I think is really why relationships are so more important in education because it gives you a lot of flexibility in screwing up, right? Like yeah. if people like it's, it's true at the leadership level too, right? If you build relationships, you know, build up that emotional bank account, have connections with people when you make a decision, you know, that maybe people aren't happy about, but they know that your heart is in the right place. It really matters. Uh, and David Pesek, he's one of the best principals uh, I've ever connected with. He, he said to me once, I'll never forget it. He said, a teacher that's good with curriculum and bad relationships will never last as long as one who's the opposite. Right. Cause I can teach right. you, I can yeah. teach you curriculum. Right. But I can't teach you how to like people. I, I that's right. something that's going to be really hard to do. So uh, I, I really appreciate that. And Adam, I'm really excited to talk to you more, uh, you know, about the intentional athlete, what that is, some of uh, your work in your career. So thank you so much for being on the podcast, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. George. There you go, man. Theme music. Take care, everybody.